Welcome back to Nothing Scarier Podcast. I have to redo that. No, people will love this. Giggles. People will love this. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, you can leave that. In. Welcome back to Nothing Scarier Podcast. We are your hosts. This is how this normally goes. Uh, I am the host whose name is Kayla. And, uh... and I'm Courtney. And we have lost our minds. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully this isn't the first time you're listening. If you are, go back a couple episodes when we are more put together. Yeah, I mean this is underneath it all all the time too. So if you want if you want to start with like full honesty, typically I try and work up to that. Uh, maybe a couple episodes back. We're, we're barely holding it together at any given point in time. <laughs> Just true. staring at each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, how's your week going? Oh, fucking great! Awesome. <laughs> Having the longest week of my life, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fall. It it's gonna get hot fall. again next week. I'm mad about it, but it it's is fall. I'm gonna will it to not get hot. I saw fucking Christmas stuff today. It's not even October. There, I mean, it's already encroaching on Halloween. To be fair, Halloween's encroaching on like fucking Fourth of July at this point because like, it has to. Because Christmas <laughs> is right there. Like, hey. Hey guys, we just need to combo know. them at this point. One tree, that's it. One tree all year round, decorating I, the same tree. I have a Halloween tree, a little one. It's because you're smart and you're innovative and you're ahead of the curve. I literally only decorate for Halloween. I do not decorate for any other holiday. I know, and then you leave it up because it just becomes decoration, not Halloween decoration. Because you're yeah, smart. yeah. I got to put my little black cat outside though. Not Amelia. Yeah, say not your actual cat. Not my actual black cat. Yeah, I have a little tin one. We have, um, it seems like every year a cat decides in the fall that my yard is the fun place to hang out in. And the past two years, it's been Hal, who's Halloween cat, because yeah. Hal is a black cat. And Hal lives in the house two, like two doors down from us. I know he's like an indoor cat most times. Sometimes he escapes. Um, but this year we have an official new fall cat. Oh. It is um, a orange and white cat who lives like five houses down from me and i've named it pumpkin um so pumpkin comes in the yard in the morning after my walks and looks at me like i'm gonna murder him and i'm gonna befriend him it's gonna happen let's start stealing my neighbor's cats don't let your cats around me (laughs) the other day we went for a walk in the morning and we were walking down the street and on our way back i looked up on top of this van when i was right next to it and pumpkin was just on top of the van like looking down at us like hey pumpkin and he just slowly backs up (laughs) he's like my name is maurice yeah (laughs) very proper name it's not pumpkin thanks (laughs) uh speaking of pumpkins yeah fall season halloween season this episode will be our first episode in october and this episode actually drops a day before um our year anniversary of nothing scarier so hey we did it for a year a whole year of Nothing wow. Scarier Podcast. Pretty stoked about that. I have a present, but it's not here because timing for me is a terrible thing um, that you'll get probably sometime in October, depending on shipping. Time is not real. Yeah, it's okay. a contract made to haunt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it was totally my turn this week. Yes, it Ta-da, was. Ta-da! <laughs> We talked with Darkness Falls. That's what we did. We watched Darkness Falls. Mm-hmm. 
I love this movie. It scared the shit out of me as a child. I can see why. Yes. So much. So many times. Now it's just, again, one of my comfort movies. Although I won't watch with the lights off, so... Do you think that just horror in general is like a comfort for you? Like, in, like just being scared is a comfortable place? Oh, yeah. I, that's, an anxi- that's an anxiety thing for sure. Yeah. I operate uh-huh. at such a high level of anxiety. I have to just have something to focus it at so y- yes. that everything else is chill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, cool. I don't really know what to do with myself if I'm not stressed out. <laughs> I think I just sleep. <laughs> so uh i'm laughing but i love you and yeah so horror movies way to cope awesome i actually i don't hate this one and you need to know that because the past few i have not enjoyed well it's even if you didn't like it it's really short that's true Mm -hmm. and incredibly short movie i'm taking your pace the pace is great yes yeah as long as you're i took your um your advice as long as the movie's not boring the worst thing a movie can be is boring and it wasn't boring it's entertaining I don't know why i'm i'm gonna keep going for the rest of the fucking i like that so, i'm just sorry, thinking guys. like it's a cross between like a woo and a cat meow and i'm here for it and it, i'm worked. gonna i'm gonna turn it into a cat when i grow up i would like to just be a cat <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do that's what we're doing i uh heard a news story about a guy who was turning himself into a genderless dragon today i like it and got his tongue split and did all the necessary it's your things. avatar edit how you want yeah, go for it, dude. He's like mm-hmm. in his 50s. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. Perfect. Do it. Anyway, we watched Darkness Falls. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Segways are difficult. We watched Darkness Falls. <laughs> it's great. It's a great film. Uh, Darkness Falls was released in January 24th, 2003 in the month of death for films. Yes. My favorite month. <laughs> And your favorite decade for horror movies. Fucking early 2000s is where it's at. The budget was $11 million. The box office was 47.5. All right. Made some yeah. cash. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was directed by Jonathan Liebsman. I don't know who that is. It looks like he mostly directed reboots or sequels and stuff. Nothing <laughs> else. Nothing I've seen or remember seeing. So, one hit wonder. Jonathan Liebsman. Good job. <laughs> There are people who are big fans of that person right now that are like, uh, what did wonder? Fucking hope not. <laughs> His filmography is not good. <laughs> um, it stars Cheney Clay as Kyle, Emma Caulfield as Caitlin, Lee Cormie as Michael, Sullivan Stapleton as Officer Matt Henry, and Grant Pirro as Larry. Fucking Larry. This is also the second movie I've picked in a row with young Emily Browning making an appearance because she was in all the horror movies back then. Yeah, I got that note. I was like, it's our Emily girl again. That's Emma, her homie <laughs> Emily. Um, the IMDb for this movie is 4.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is 9% critic and yep. 34% audience. And the letterbox yep. is 2.3 out of 5. Although, when I watched a shit on Amazon Prime... Uh-huh. I don't come at me. I know it's an evil company. It had 2.8 K like reviews and it was like 4.5 out of five stars. So hmm, who's really right here? (laughs) The closing credits of the movie are 11 minutes long. It needed to be this long. So the movie could be distributed because I forgot how to say that distributed. Distributed. Theatrically, the runtime for the movie is listed as 86 minutes, but the movie is actually 75 minutes long. So an hour and 15 minutes. 
because I looked at it last night. I was like, no fucking way. That movie's only an hour and 15 minutes long. It's like a long episode of Buffy. I'm processing that Isn't information. Isn't that fucking crazy? And a I, lot of shit happens in the movie. I like that they did like the I uh, have an essay to turn in version of a movie. I'm just going to make everything like 12.5 font and double space after my periods to make it long enough to turn in. They were like, I'm just going to have an 11 minute credit. Well, they, the Jonathan Liebsman, mm-hmm. um, I'm pooping, I'm pooping him because he didn't want to make a horror movie and had no interest in horror movies, but they were like, Hey, just make this and you'll be able to get dramatic movies. So he didn't even really, wasn't like even really into this. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, fuck it. Yeah. I like but, it. Well, he accidentally made a masterpiece. At least as far as I'm concerned. Is, no, it's a terrible movie. Full okay. of plot holes. Nothing makes sense. There, what are the rules? What are the rules? There's no rules in this movie. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it glow sticks enough. Sometimes the fucking... <laughs> Crying the, right a flashlight's not we don't know um sometimes if a small part of your body is in the dark you're gonna get got but if but sometimes. if you're a small child going into an mri machine for the record <laughs> <laughs> up to your eyeballs then you're solid as long as your eyeballs <laughs> yeah close enough close enough she has to get to your brain yeah the movie went through five different titles. The first being Tooth Fairy. Then we have Don't mm-hmm. Peek, Fear of the Dark, and then we get really creative here. The Tooth Fairy, colon, The Ghost of Matilda Dixon, and The Tooth Fairy, colon, Every Legend Has Its Dark Side. So I think Darkness Falls is probably the best one. That's probably the best option. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they shopped that. Like, yeah. of all of them. Yes. Can you imagine mm-hmm. just that sentence? Every legend has its dark side. Calm down. You should not tell anybody this movie is about the Tooth Fairy until they're already watching it. Don't advertise that. <laughs> Doug Jones. You know Doug Jones? Yeah. Um, for who you guys don't know Doug Jones, he's a like a physical actor and he does like... All the creepy crawlies in like the Guillermo del Toro movies. Mm-hmm. He does. He's Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies. He's a long, gangly fucking dude, and he's cool as shit. And he's always mm-hmm. playing some kind of monster. Look him up. Um, he was supposed to play the Tooth Fairy monster in the film, and the original mm-hmm. design was more of an Angel of Death vibe with large bat like bat like wings and a very gross toothy situation. Which was I sent you pictures of yes. it. It's pretty gnarly looking. Instead, the studio went with a more generic covered in robes, wearing a porcelain mask situation for some reason. Yeah. And that version was played by Anthony Burroughs, but he was uncredited in the role. When I send you the, send you the show notes, there's like a Instagram little story that somebody who worked on the film, I forgot who, posted as like a quick little video of Doug Jones getting like fitted for it and all mm. this other stuff. And he's like, yeah, bummer that we didn't go with this. And they, they even made uh, McFarlane toys, m- even made, like, a fucking toy for it. There's an action figure for the original Tooth Fairy design. So yeah. I don't know why last minute somebody was like, fuck it. Because they yeah. made the prosthetics and everything for it, and then they were like, eh, this is better, I guess. I don't know. I don't know I'm, why that's studio wild. execs I'm looking do at these things. And if I had the time and or ability to learn the skills, I would love... To make myself an OG Tooth Fairy costume and just be a fucking menace. Just a menace on, on Halloween. Mm. Yeah. 
scare the shit. I've children. Before we get into the synopsis of the movie, I'm going to go into some Tooth Fairy lore because I didn't know where to fit this in. But Tooth Fairy lore is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not as scary as you think. There was a lot of internet articles where it was like, the dark history of the Tooth Fairy. And I was like, it's a mouse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the first instance of a tooth fee for children's teeth uh, appeared in Northern Europe as early as the year 1200. In Norse culture, children's teeth brought luck in battles, so they would be paid for their teeth, and then they would be hung on necklaces and worn in a battle. So that was the first instance of that. In medieval times, the medieval, that was always a good time, called the Dark Ages for a reason, children and parents were encouraged to burn or bury their teeth so witches couldn't get them. Do fuckery. (laughs) That's a terrifying fucking thing to tell, like, a six-year-old. I know you're probably, we live on a farm and we eat, like, three boiled potatoes a week, and, but also, if you lose your tooth, a witch is gonna get it. Then you're gonna gonna go to hell. Make sure you burn your tooth. So, yeah, witches are always a problem. Always Apparently, a problem. just lurking in the shadows, trying to snatch a teeth. Yeah. The tooth fairy is depicted as a little mouse that comes and kid, takes kids' teeth in many cultures, including France, Italy, and many many Spanish-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. I think that's super cute. It's adorable. Little, little mouse, mouse comes and gets you a yeah. little raton, just comes over, and it's like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why that would be scary. I'd I mean, be trying to I'd be trying to see that little mouse. Yeah. Like, where are you? Leave him cheese. Setting up a mouse trap. Not like a snap trap, but like a live trap. Like I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna get you. Yeah. It's cute. The earliest reference to the modern day tooth fairy in America can be tied to a nineteen oh eight article in the Chicago Tribune in which the author advises parents to tell their children about the tooth fairy in order to get them to cooperate with the removal of loose baby teeth. So she'd be like, just bribe your kids. And the letting I I love the idea that children in you said 18 or 17 1908 were so dead set on keeping your your loose cannot chew probably painful teeth in your mouth. You're so set on that that a whole lie for an entire culture had to be made up to steal mm. the teeth of children. <laughs> With no fight. Like, I feel like kids in in 1908, like, I feel like maybe their concern wasn't the teeth falling out of their head at that point in time. Maybe it was more along the lines of fucking survival. I don't know. No, we had money in 1908. We, the depression was in the thirties. So everybody was, everybody was, kids wanted money too. They wanted to make money. Doing their own thing. a whole mouthful of money over here. You can't take my teeth. Take my fuck, (laughs) I'll rip my teeth out of my head. I remember being like, oh, is this one kind of (laughs) loose? Sitting there, like wiggling it, trying yeah, to get it to saying. come out. Like, I would never fight somebody on helping me get a tooth out of my mouth. Get it out of my mouth. You know, it's kids loose. are though. Like, oh, it hurts. I don't like it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. But I'll give you a nickel. Okay. <laughs> the tooth fairy is gonna come visit you and give you money. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Slam my shit in a door. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. And the average American child receives $6.23 per tooth. Excuse me? According to a 2023 survey by insurance company Delta Dental. I used to get like five bucks until like I was old enough to not get bucks. Like when I was little, I like for all my front teeth, I got money. I don't think I got shit for my molars. I think they were like, you have your period. You don't need money for your teeth. (laughs) I... I don't remember. I think that's 
I don't know. I think I got like five bucks. I think I got coins. I remember coins, but I don't remember the specifics. Maybe like a silver dollar. Maybe. Or like a $2 bill. We got a lot of $2 bills as gifts as a kid. I got a $2 bill at work the other day. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's still good, man. It's currency. It still still spends. Yeah. But I literally was like, where did you get this? What mattress did you get this out of? Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's my little tidbits and odd facts about Darkness Falls. Do you have any input on it? Yeah, anything? I have notes. I have notes. Oh, okay. I'm going to see if any of them are vague enough that, like, we'll see, right? So, whole town, name, Darkness Falls. Yeah. Is there a real town whose name is Darkness Falls? I have and, no and idea. Why would we call the town Darkness and Falls if there was no waterfall? The, cause it, I'm, it's, a, I'm sure it's supposed to be like New England where towns are called like the devil's butt crack or whatever. <laughs> um, acceptable. Answer. Any I New like England it. listeners shoot us some weird town names you've heard. Cause I'm sure yes. we have a hell in Michigan for no yeah, fucking that's reason. Fine. Mm-hmm. I want to hear like weird little town names. Cause I always feel like, like Uriah's crest or something <laughs> stupid. And you're like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Cause I had something to tell you and then I got distracted. The name is Darkness Falls. Did I have any questions? I have yes. no. Oh, I said, I. oh, yeah. Um, the whole Tooth Fairy thing was made up because there's a town in Australia where the movie was filmed. Because mm-hmm. Australia is where it's at. Ghost Ship was filmed in Australia. Named Port Fairy. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what ended up happening with all that. So there's a city in Australia called Port Fairy. So I don't know why they went with Darkness Falls. Because it sounds scary. I guess. Oh, I don't I'll wanna... accept. The rest yeah. of my notes are probably make more sense as we talk about the synopsis of the movie. I only say probably because they're just little, they're little bits in here. So I mean, we'll see. You guys hear my handy dandy notebook? My handy Paper dandy notebook. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into the synopsis of Darkness Falls, aka the movie that scared the shit out of me so bad as a kid that I still think about it pretty regularly as an adult. And we were talking about, we were trying to come up with, like, movies that we could do in the month of October that actually scare us. Or, like, topics that we could do that actually scare us. And I chickened out of one. I mean, I, I think I picked a replacement that is going to be equally as terrifying. I'm literally scared to do the research on it. But I chickened out of my scare. You did not. You were, like, fully, let's go. So, you know, I... Because I'm simultaneously terrified of the dark, but I am also, like, gizmo where I can't be in bright light very much. I'm like, bright light, bright light. Like, I, like, run away from that as well. So I live in a constant state of just, like, <laughs> dim fear lighting. Fear. <laughs> All right, are we ready for our <laughs> yeah. synopsis? All right, we open the movie up with an immediate lore dump. Old-timey pictures are playing. There's a voiceover. The lore dump says, 150 years ago, in the town of Darkness Falls, the scariest name ever, the kids love, all loved Matilda. She was a cool lady. She paid them for their teeth. Nobody thought that was weird. They called her the Tooth Fairy. Her face got burned up in a fire in her house, so she turned into a vampire, I guess. I don't know. Her skin was burned, and it was so sensitive to the light that she could only go out at night. Wearing a porcelain mask, because that's not unsettling, but it was 150 years ago, so maybe that was normal. I have notes. First note, 
why <laughs> porcelain masks? Because we saw this in um, The Boy as well, the, the porcelain masks. Well, the, that one makes sense in The Boy because it's like a doll. I don't know why they did it here. Like, I'm, I'm over here thinking going down a whole rabbit hole of, like, does porcelain feel better on the skin? Than any other mask type. I mean, you ever be, you ever like really hung over, like gonna throw up for some booze and you're just laying on the tile in your fucking yes, bathroom. It's cold and it's yeah. nice. Yeah. But I don't know if that's like the tile or the temperature. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't find the an tile. Answer. I frequently lay go- my face against the tile in my bathroom when I'm taking a shower. <laughs> just feel the, the cold comfort uh, of the floor, <laughs> girl. Not the floor, like the towel. Like I'm standing in the shower, but my face is on the like the wall. <laughs> Just a sadness shower. Just fucking, uh, I don't know. Uh, what were you I, saying before I yelled over you? No, you're fine. I was just going to say, it sent me down a rabbit hole about the comfort of porcelain masks. And if you Google it, you don't get far, which is frustrating. No. Um, so if anybody knows... If you're a, a mask maker, if you're a mask connoisseur and you're like, yeah, porcelain's where it's at, let me know. I have a, a need for a, a question to an answer. An answer to a question? You, uh, you know. Question the other thing that I had here for our lore dump in the beginning is that I would a thousand percent live in a lighthouse. They showed a cool no. lighthouse in the beginning. I would live in one. I think no. it would be fun. If there was Wi-Fi and like a nice couch and a bed <laughs> and some nice tile in the shower for you to yeah. for me to just lay on, uh, I'm such a weird person. Anyway, no, I'm sure yeah. people do that. <laughs> <Nah>. uh, <laughs> the hottest water, like the he- like almost boiling water, but face on the tile. That's how I live my life. Two, just in between two extremes, constantly. <laughs> anyway. She goes out at night, only at night, with a porcelain mask. Two kids go missing. As old-timey towns are wont to do, they immediately blame Matilda and hang her. Mm-hmm. She curses the town. The kids show up the next day. Oops. Bummer like about they that. They waited, like, all of, like, two hours. Yeah, like, 20 minutes happens. And yeah. then they're like, burn the witch! Hang her. Here we go. Like, that lady didn't have a hard enough fucking time. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Now there's local legend that says that Matilda visits the kids in Darkness Falls when they lose their last tooth. And she kills anybody who looks at her because she's so ugly that she doesn't want to be seen. And then we hard cut to a middle school bathroom. <laughs> uh, we got Kyle. He's just cranking at this tooth in his mouth. Just blood all over the place. He's spitting up. He really wants that tooth out. Yeah, Same. I was watching this after work while eating dinner and mm. one of those choices was a mistake <laughs> yeah that's pretty gross uh, yeah, um gross. that's a scene that's a whole scene the next scene it's nighttime carl's mom is tucking him into bed and asking are you gonna ask caitlin to the dance and he's like i don't know maybe maybe i'm really embarrassed because i'm a teenager and i'm alive so mm, probably yeah. but i don't know don't look don't at know. me mm, yeah. Um, his mom tucks him in, leaves. Kyle gets up and puts his tooth on his nightstand. I'm like, oh, something's stalking around outside. And it's like, oh, is she already, she's already here? That was fast. Coming to get you. Psych, it's Caitlin, cat, slash cat. She's here. They like each other. He asks her to the dance. She says, yeah. They do a little kiss. Cat leaves. 
tells him not to peek when the tooth fairy comes because it's the last tooth and it's special and then a demon visits you. That sounds like a great time. My note here is blood kiss. Fun. Yeah, she's like, the for your first time doesn't taste like blood. Stop, shoo. Be quiet. I don't like that. Don't say that. It's so weird. Anyway, Kyle wakes up. Something is skulking about his room. Mm-hmm. There's creepy sounds. Just, eh, don't yeah, like, like it. Like struggling to breathe sounds. Yeah. Um, The sound design's good. If you have like surround sound or in like a theater or something, mm-hmm. you can hear like moving, like, like moves around behind you and then like comes up to the front and shit. I, yeah, the sound design on that scene's good. Kyle is like, nope. He lays down. He pulls his blanket over his head. More creepy noises happen. He peeks a bit. There's definitely something in his room. He puts his sheet over his head and then peeks again after he grabs his flashlight. He grabs his flashlight and then like pulls the blanket down. And it's surprise! That bitch is right there, just like hovering over. What are the yeah. rules? She's gonna try to get you to look at her. How many kids have not have just not had slept through this? She tried to wake you up. What are the rules here? <laughs> have all the kids seen this bitch? What's going on? No rules. No rules here. I mean, the like, like you said, like how many kids have slept through this? How did you sleep through this? Like, you're in this position, right? Let's say that you are in the position where you heard something in your room and you pulled the sheet over your head. Are you peeking? No. <laughs> Turn all the fucking lights on. I'm not sleeping in a pitch black room either. So fuck y'all. Also, if I was 12 years old and somebody was like, yo, a demon's going to visit you with your last tooth, I would yeet that shit into my yard. Yeah, same. Go get Mm -hmm. it. I'm not keeping that in my room. Fuck off. It's over there, Matilda. (laughs) I don't want anything to do with this shit. Anyway. There's lotion for you, too. There you go. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. You're so sunburned. (laughs) That's not what happened to her. <laughs> She's just Irish. Had a long day at the beach. Uh, um, yeah. His screaming wakes his mom up. She goes to check on him. He's like, she goes to walk by the bathroom. He jumps out at her and he's like, mom, she's in my room. And she's like, what? Also, if my kid was looking at me and that was that scared, was like, there's somebody in my room. Turn on a fucking light. Why mm-hmm. didn't anybody turn the light on? Just see. Maybe there's a person in his room. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's in there. Maybe a monkey or a dog. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, calm down, dude. It's all right. And she goes into his room, doesn't hit a light switch, just looks around, mm-hmm. turns around to look at him and goes, I wrote it down. See, there's nothing to be afraid of. Smiles at him and then happens to look at his mirror and Matilda's just like chilling behind her. Mm-hmm. So she sees Matilda and she immediately fucking grabs mom, snaps her neck and shut, slams the door to the bedroom shut. And Kyle's mm-hmm. like, no! He runs back into the brightly lit bathroom. He's in the bathtub. He had shut the door. Matilda like kicks the door in, but she can't go in because there's light. She just sits out there the whole night screaming Kyle's name. And just, like, hovering above the door frame. So if he, like, tries to come out, she can snatch him. Mm-hmm. That scared me a lot when I was a kid. That does feed into, like, like the fear of, like, I always when, you're, when you're a little kid, like, going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And, like, we've talked about, before, like, I don't turn any lights on. We have, like, a light on in the, the, it's like a low light in the kitchen. But I don't like having to get my eyes to adjust. I feel more creeped out about not being able to see in the dark than the dark. 
um, we don't even, I don't even turn the light on when I go to the, like, get up to go to the bathroom or whatever in the middle of the night now. But as a kid, that moment where you, like, got up, you turn the light on, you close the door or whatever, when you have to leave the bathroom, that is a horror point. That is a weak point in the safety system. What are you going to do? I never shut that goddamn light off, ever. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> so there. I'm You're like, this has never been a problem for me. I always have a light on. Fucking seven-year-old Courtney and 35-year-old Courtney have these same habits. <laughs> When it comes to lights. No. Absolutely not. Anyway, we cut to the morning. The cops are there. They're taking Kyle away. Cat sees him and waves goodbye. They're saying he killed his mom. Just went Mm -hmm. completely nuts. And he's doing like the thousand yard stare. Yeah. We get a sick fade. Where it's just like... (laughs) We go to slow motion. Adult cat is in the hospital. I like around. how we're going to use 2000s slang for a 2000s movie. I'm Just a 2000s a girly. Fade. I love it. I I'm love a 2000s it. girly. Always have been, always will be. Her little brother is having medical issues. He's terrified of the dark and won't sleep. It's been three weeks. Nothing's wrong with him physically. She's talking to the doctor. While she's talking to the doctor, they hear Michael scream from down the hall. They run to him. He had fallen asleep and the nurse had closed the blinds when he had fallen asleep. He immediately, like, was awake and screaming. Caitlin goes to him. The nurse is like, oh, fuck, oops, and, like, opens everything back up. My bad. She's like, oh, oh." And he's got, like, claw marks on his arm. And he's like, I saw her. It can't be dark. And she's like, okay, I won't let anything happen to you or whatever. And she kind of, like, like sighs, like, what am I going to fucking do? Mm -hmm. Like, almost looks at the camera, like, fourth wall break. Oh, my gosh. We cut to Vegas, and some sick cock rock is on. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a bingo sheet that we're going to create. I mean, for that's what how I, yeah. For the things that you enjoy in a movie, right? We got some, <laughs> some cock rock. <laughs> we got a gentleman whose credit score is uh, relatively single digits. That's a throwback for anybody listening. Oh, uh, yeah. If you know, you know. something that you appreciate. Um yeah, there's got to be a whole bingo sheet worth of this. We're going to, hey, I'm going to make it. It's gonna you happen. messaged me and said it looked like Kyle had a decent credit score. Yeah, so. I did. You were yeah. like, he was my type where you're like, I had a crush on him. I'm like, he looks like he's got an okay credit score. I don't, yeah. I didn't think that was your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> um, specifically, wow, I spelled that crazy when I wrote that. <laughs> The song's called Look Out Below by Closure. I know because it was on my little MP3 player. And I listened to it a lot. Here's a cute dude in his apartment with so many lights. He's mm-hmm. got flashlights, generators. Doesn't really have, like, doors on anything. Nothing that can make a shadow. Mm-hmm. He's checking the batteries on everything, changing out what he needs to. And he's taking so many Medicaid meds. Like, the most mm-hmm. meds. Um, the phone rings while he's, like, mid-activity. It's cat. She's like, is this Kyle Walsh? And he's like, what? It's like, it's Caitlin Green. You asked me to the dance, but you never took me. And he's like, he immediately, same Kyle. What do you want? Yep. <laughs> he's just like, that'd be me. What? What do you, what do you? Yeah, who, who, uh, why? Why? <laughs> she tells him about Michael. She asks him how he got better. And he's like, I didn't. And then like, right. They like cut to a different angle of him. And there's like a wall of just drawings of like the porcelain the mask, mask of the yeah. tooth fairy. We are now back at the hospital. Kyle has just decided to show up. Mm-hmm. He's there. He immediately finds Michael, who is hiding behind his bed in the sun. The first thing you notice about Michael is he's about eight or nine years old. Yeah, he baby. With like a little baby like baby. lisp and everything. Yeah. 
while Kat and Kyle were probably like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. when that happened, I Googled it. The average age to last tooth loss is 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. So this kid's just ahead of the curve, but he's like a little guy. Yeah. He's yeah. a little guy. Sounds like a little guy. He's got like a little big little kid head. He's just a little guy, which I thought was weird. Maybe. It was a weird age gap. I don't know. There's Yeah. He just lost him early or something. I don't know. I guess. I supposed in our conversation while watching this movie that it had to do with too much like hormones and milk, but I don't really know how that works mm-hmm. for him. So, I mean, I'm sure it was like you, the audience is going to care more about like a little kid in danger than like a preteen in danger. Yeah. But again, but they also the had rules? to have like the subplot of like, Caitlin and Kyle like each other and they have history, mm-hmm. but they have to be like, they can't be any older than this because yes. then it's weird that he just lost <laughs> the tooth. But he finds uh, Michael and he's like, hey, bud, here's a flashlight. I'm afraid of the dark too. I'm a cool guy. And so they have a little conversation and Michael's like, she won't come in the light. And he's like, and Kyle's like, who? And, and Michael's like, you know who? <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. You've seen her too. He's a very serious Little dude. I wrote in all caps, how do you know that little homie? That's what I wrote. (laughs) In my notes. They don't explain. He's immediately just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Michael says some off-the-wall shit in this movie. Yeah, but not to that small child in that one conversation. Oh, Michael's the small child. He says some off-the-wall shit. Oh, I thought you were saying that. No, Kyle doesn't yeah, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle's yeah. kind of blunt, which I like, but yeah. Michael just says some crazy shit. He does. Every once this in a is while. true. Yeah, I got my characters confused. But yes, he's he's got some lines to deliver in a tiny little kid, but boys. <laughs> I love it. Then he says he thinks about letting her come and take him, like Jesus Christ on the cross, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes I think about just killing myself. I think about the darkness and how I want it to come kill me. Like, it just... Would- it would yeah. be easier than being so scared. Yeah. And with this little tiny voice. And you're like, Christ, you're a little morbid motherfucker. <laughs> Me, if I ever had a kid. Um, <laughs> for sure. Or I'm going to die. If, if you had a child that sincerely looked at you and said, I'm going to let the darkness come take me, I think you would call me and be like, come get this child. Because yes. they're talking about the darkness. What <laughs> like, is going on? Um, Kat shows up at this point and she's like, oh, Kyle, like she acts like she's just seen him for the first time. So how did he find Michael in the hospital if she didn't even know he was there? And she's totally fine. Yeah. With like the hospital, just like, oh, you want to visit a minor unaccompanied that isn't your relative in this hospital? Yeah. (laughs) Sure, my guy. And he's the only person in in, like a huge hospital room. Mm -hmm. Michael's the only one in there the whole time. But Caitlin is, like, super happy to see Kyle. For all she knows, he killed his mom. Yep. When they were kids, but she had a crush on him when she was 12. So she's like, fuck it. Oh, whatever. And he's good looking. Fuck it. It's fine. Like, levels of uh, delusion from the girlfriend from American Werewolf in London. Yes. Like, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's fine. He Don't worry a about couple it. people, but it's all right. Don't worry. I, I already love fine. you again, Kyle. <laughs> We haven't talked in 15 years. You might Come be insane. stay at my apartment. Come on, let's go. <laughs> let's touch parts. <laughs> Kyle and Kat talk a little bit about Michael. Oh, Kyle is like, we aren't going to do this. It's not the same thing. She's like, well, you had the same things happen to meet you or whatever. And he was like, no, it's nothing. And then she like goes, well, what about this? And like shows him like drawings that Michael's made. And they're all of like the mask. 
and Kyle looks at her like, did he just lose a tooth? And she's like, yeah, but you don't believe in that silly right? story. Right? But she literally right? was just like, well, yeah, what about this? Just like 30 seconds before yes. and then poo-poos it. Yes. She's like, ha ha, you don't believe in those stories. She's like, I don't know what it could be. I'm so scared and he's so scared. And he's like, what about this thing? Ha ha, no, you're dumb. Not that. <laughs> Kyle's just like, all right, cool. He's like, I gotta go, I guess. I gotta Thanks leave. conversation. I'll see you never. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna go back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Um, they run into Larry in the ho- hospital lobby. He's supposed to be 25 like everybody else, but he's at least 35, 40 years old. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that Fucking Larry. Little turd burglar. Um, what? <laughs> I fucking... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> He's like a little gnome that steals poop or something. I don't know what a deal is. Like, what the cats think happens to their poop? That's Larry. Like, the cats he's, think something comes and like steals their poop. He's just like sneaking in grabbing their poop. I don't know. I don't know where my brain just went on that one, guys. All right. Anyway, Larry's in the lobby. He's like talking to Kyle and he's like, Do we have anything to worry about? And he like puts his arm around Cat a little bit or like steps closer to her and she like. Looks kind Engines? of embarrassed. She's yeah. like embarrassed, but she's like, I guess we're dating or whatever. And <laughs> oh, Kyle's yeah, like, this mm. guy. Oh, yeah. He keeps calling her Katie, calls her honey a couple times, just being territorial. Um, Larry makes Cal go to a dimly lit bar with him at this point. Michael's asking where Kyle is, and Caitlin's like, I don't know. He's at a bar. We cut to the bar in the middle of the fucking woods. Yeah. <laughs> just in the middle of the fucking woods. <laughs> At night, Larry is fucking annoying. That's my note. He's mm-hmm. He won't leave Kyle alone. Kyle's like, dude, I don't drink. Fuck off. He's like, here, it's a light beer. Just being obnoxious. Yeah. He goes to the bar to get beer that Kyle doesn't want and runs into Ray, the town idiot, <laughs> and immediately is like, oh, you remember Kyle Walsh? Well, that's him. <laughs> and Ray's like, oh, the freak that killed his mom? Me, 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 me. I'm going to get real mad about it for no fucking reason. He was... That actor was one of the assistants in in, in yep, the ghost mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen him in a couple other things. I like the actor, but Ray's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Larry is starting to be like weird and territorial about Cat again. Like she has a good life here, you know. And Kyle's like, "What the fuck did I walk into? Like go it's back like to I Vegas, Kyle. Yeah, just I didn't go ask back to this. Vegas. Yeah. Immediately, Ray comes over and is like, "What's up, motherfucker? You want to fight?" And Kyle's like, "No, no I don't want to fight." Don't. He's like, let's go. He's and like, Kyle's I don't even like, I want to be okay. here right now. We're yeah. in a bar in the woods. I don't drink. What am I yeah. doing? <laughs> Kyle's really worried about the light ratio in the bar. He doesn't have time for this. So he leaves. Kyle dips, goes out, is on the porch of the bar, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how he's going to leave the lit there's porch. No light. Yeah. Or whatever. And then out of fucking nowhere, Ray just like football tackles him off the porch over the railing. They go into the woods. And Ray's, like, beating the shit out of Kyle, and Kyle, like, looks up and sees Matilda skulking about in the woods, and Kyle just screams, like, this crazy scream, because he needs his flashlight, Yeah, just, like, hulks out and just beats the shit out of Ray to get to his flashlight and grabs his flashlight. He's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So Kyle's survival instinct throughout this movie is very high. Yes. (laughs) So he fucking grabs a flashlight, dips out. Ray's like, Ray gets up, oh, chicken shit, or whatever. Like, talking shit, right? Mm-hmm. 
Kyle's already back in the, in the parking lot of the bar. He's like, I'm fucking done. We're not doing this anymore. Ray's yelling in the woods. These are my woods. Nobody messes with me in my woods. And like halfway through that last sentence, he immediately just gets scooped up by Matilda because yep. he had seen her when they were fighting. And Ray's dead. We cut to a search party for Ray immediately after that scene. Matt is like the sheriff. He's with Larry. Larry's being a pussy. Um, <laughs> Matt's trying to like uh, manage the other cops, but it's like herding cats. They're all mm -hmm. idiots. And Matt's just like, this is my town. So Larry and Matt are together. And then they're looking for the body. Ray's body um, falls on top of Larry. Larry's screaming, I found Ray. Like, oh, oh my like, God. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, yeah. He just, so I found Ray. He's dead. Uh, he jumped out of a tree on top of me. Don't know how that happened, but I found him. Kyle did it, apparently. Like, like a leopard just drug him up into a tree. <laughs> we cut back to the hospital. Kat is reading a book of fairy fables. And she reads, um, light will spell her doom and death. And then she turns the next page and it's like a picture of like, a light at the lighthouse and like a ghost being evaporated. Brightest flame engulfed her whole setting free her wicked soul. Blah, 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 blah. That's our solution, folks. <laughs> we don't know it yet. But that's the solution. Should you be reading fairy tales about light and darkness to your young brother who is in a hospital? Because he is so afraid of the dark. He's, Should you make that choice? No. He's okay. sleeping at this point. But do you believe in the Tooth Fairy cat? Or do you not? Which way is it? It just seems like there's other stories that have nothing yeah. to do with, with, with morality or monsters or anything. Tell him one about a mouse that takes his teeth. It's much cuter. <laughs> Michael's sleeping. Kyle makes his way back to the hospital and finds Cat. She goes to get the gravel out of his head in the middle of the hospital. Is she a doctor? I have a note that just says gravel in skull. Gross. Mm. <laughs> Conversation starter. They flirt a little bit while she works on him. Kyle, like, turns around to her and is like, don't do any tests. Don't put him in the dark. They did that shit to me. It fucking sucked. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do that. And she's like, okay. Kyle is immediately arrested by the cops <laughs> because <laughs> they found Ray's body. And he's a suspect. Um, one of the cops are like, what's up with all the, f they, they take him back to the police station. They're like teasing him. What's with all the flashlights? Are you afraid mm -hmm. of the dark? And he's like, yes, sir. I am. He's not even fucking around. He's yeah. like, no, for real. <laughs> the sheriff, like the older sheriff, Matt's dad clearly has an Australian accent throughout this movie, but he's trying his best to not yeah, have it. The little boy that plays uh, Michael too, I think has, um, Sullivan Stapleton, the guy who plays Matt's Australian chaining clay was Aust everybody's Australian except, okay. well, a lot of them are, I don't know if they're all Australian, there was but a like lot a of them were heavily accented, like, no, but it's not no. And nar. I yeah. Nar. <laughs> nar. This whole time he's getting interrogated about Ray, Kat's talking to Matt and she's like, he's a good man. And Matt's like, girl. <laughs> He was in, like, the mental asylum. He did not have a good time or whatever. Like, you I don't know what... You also talked to him in 12 years, and the yeah. last thing that you knew is that he killed his mom. And you clearly don't believe in the Tooth Fairy to be like, it was the Tooth Fairy, and I believe what he's saying. Because he ain't even telling you that. Yeah. He answered the phone. He's like, this isn't... Why are you calling me? You have nothing to go on that this guy is good. 
other than you liked him when you were twelve, twelve, and he's yeah. cute now. Yeah. But yeah, Matt's literally like, <laughs> I don't know, you are in this, an insane person, but okay. <laughs> Kyle is bailed out by Larry at this point. Hi, um, Caitlin has gone back to the hospital with Michael after mm-hmm. arguing with Matt about Kyle for some reason. Kyle gets bailed out and he immediately is like, Larry, you need to take me to the hospital. Sunset's in 20 minutes. Let's go. And Larry's like, uh, what? Oh, I wrote so many notes that are out of order. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just saw the look of panic on your face when you just read your own notes. Yeah. So. Larry is like, LOL, no, bud. He gets territory about Cat again and then tells Kyle they're going to put Michael in a sensory depth tank to show him that there's nothing to be afraid of uh, in the dark. At this point, the doctors have told Cat about this in a previous previous scene. Like, well, mm-hmm. the only thing to help with him because he had a psychotic break because in another previous scene, Matilda, like, almost, like, got him and he, mm-hmm. like, ran into a bathroom and ran away from her and there was blood all over the place. And so they're like, he had a psychotic break and he's going to fucking kill himself or hurt himself or whatever. Yeah. So we're going to do this. So Larry knows about it because he's Caitlin's boyfriend for some reason. Tells him that Kyle immediately pulls a gun on <laughs> Larry. He got the gun from the gun shop, the gun store that he had gone to after he got bailed out of jail. Immediately mm-hmm. went to a gun store to get a bunch of flashlights and like lanterns and stuff. And stole it. Then stole a gun. Because he was left unattended for 30 seconds. <laughs> but no, cat. This is the man of your dreams. <laughs> I, he, he's a survival. He's trying not to die here, okay? Yes. I can respect it. I can yes. respect it. Yes. Um. Yeah, so Kyle pulls a gun on Larry, and he's like, you're taking me to the fucking hospital, bud. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the car crashes into a tree. Kyle is thrown from the car. Larry, Larry's in the front seat. You fucking text me, this way we wear seatbelts. And I was like, no. <laughs> Kyle's like in the headlights of the car, right? So he's mm-hmm. safe. Larry's not safe. Kyle's screaming, don't look at her, Larry. What does Larry do? Immediately looks at her. And it's not even just once. He's not just like, hey, Larry, like, if you had a choice, don't look at her. He's screaming. He, he just got it. just like... Yeet from a car. I don't. I don't know what Yoda did. He just got <laughs> like chucked from a car. And his concern is not with the fact that he's still alive, but screaming. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. Yeah. Don't, don't. Don't fucking look at her. He knows. He knows. Like he's trying to help everybody, right? So Larry immediately looks at her. He gets just dragged out of the car. His head like bounces off the inside of the car's roof. And then I wrote, no more Larry. Fuck you, Larry. You fucking loser goon. Is what I wrote. <laughs> you fucking loser goon? Yes. That's what I wrote. I was mad All at Larry. What he did, to be fair, was be a little fucking pushy. <laughs> He's a little too territorial about Cat. Like, I need you to relax. If I was Kyle, I'd be like, dog, relax. <laughs> I didn't. I was mad at Larry when I wrote the notes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can tell. It's fine. <laughs> so that happens. Kyle, I'm d- getting distracted by my own notes again. Kyle gets um f- like a huge lantern that he pulls out of his bag mm-hmm. of tricks. Gets into the car that was just in a head-on collision with the tree and is driving to the hospital. Mm-hmm. We cut to the hospital. Caitlin assigned all the paperwork, all this other stuff. They're slowly putting Michael into a dark. Oh my god. What? That no, I'm, I'm oh. just the yeah. You said it like I was like, what happened? Um, no. yeah. So they putting him in an MRI machine. 
which is not a sensory deprivation tank. They inject him with iodine? Lava? I don't know. I don't know. Screaming, screaming at the top of his lung. Why are we injecting him? The idea loosely is based on exposure therapy, but that's not exposure therapy. That is force feeding him darkness. Mm. Like you don't. (sighs) Yeah, anyway. They're slowly, so, like, Matilda's in the MRI machine, like, waiting for him, because you can hear her, like, like, breathing through the mask. And he's, like, strapped in, totally helpless, but she won't get him until he's all the way in the dark. So there's this whole thing going on, and then right, it gets right to his little eyeballs, and Kyle, like, kicks the door and is like, turn it off. And the doctor's like, who the fuck are you? And Caitlin's like, just do it. My crazy fucking new boyfriend (laughs) just told you to. Like, my whatever crush that I've talked to for literally 10 minutes. Love of my life. 12 years ago. Love of my life. Apple of my eye. I told you to stop. So So he just hits like the abort button and then he comes out and he's safe. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Considering what happens later, just absolutely ridiculous. What are the rules? There are no rules. There are no rules. <laughs> anyway, Kyle is immediately arrested again. <laughs> immediately. Oh, we're back at the cop shop. We've seen a lot of horror movies where, like, the cops are kind of like, I don't know who done it. And this, I feel like they were on top of it. Like, he well, was previously... In a situation where he was found with a dead body that it was his ma, and he comes back to town, they see him arguing. He is, of course, suspect number one. He gets bailed out by Larry, who then also is dead. Like, yeah, they're on top of it in this one. Yeah, they're talking to Kyle, and they're like, where's your lawyer? And he's like, uh, on a couple pieces on Pontus Avenue. And they're like, is that a confession? He's like, yeah. I didn't do it. Like, all right, dude. <laughs> You could have said nothing. Nothing was a choice. No, dude, he fucking sticks with his stories. Like, there's a fucking demon. She's gonna eat me. She's gonna fuck all of us up. We're all gonna have a bad time. Done. Never, never veers from it. And they're like, nah. Oh, the you'll get. Never mind. This is me hopping ahead. Go ahead. The town loses power. It's like a stormy night. The mm-hmm. entire town loses power. The cop shop has emergency lights. The cops are talking shit to Kyle. And one guy's like, is she going to get me? And Kyle just is like, yes. Immediately, yes. I wrote, cut to the hospital. Because the power goes out, right? So Mm -hmm. it's the cop shop and then the hospital. And this is the point where Michael looks at his sister and goes, we're all going to die. And I was like, fucking die. Just the little little baby voice. Yeah, just imagine, like, a little kid voice just saying, like, the most unhinged shit, like, I want the darkness to take me, and we're all gonna die, and... But, yeah, back at the police station, Kyle's talking to Matt, and he's like, how many kids get murdered in Darkness Falls? How many, like, situations do you think you have? Like, think about it, man. hmm And then Kyle, or Matt hears something in the back storage room or something, and Kyle's like... Take a flashlight. And he's like, shut up, Kyle. And then he takes a flashlight. Because <laughs> better safe than sorry. Yeah. He, there's a whole scene where it's like, oh, is he going to get eaten by Matilda? The sound of like a drain. Sounds like a drain draining mm-hmm. <laughs> happens. Drain. And then you hear Matt scream and the gun shoots off. He shoots his gun twice. And they find Matt and he's like, tell so-and-so I shot his dog. And we're like, I was like, what? Why are we? What? 
So what it was a dog, not Matilda. It's like, tell someone so I shot his dog. It was an accident. Oops. I must have fully just blinked that out. Oh, yeah. Just fully. He goes, tell somebody I shot his dog. And they were like, you shot Rocky? And he's like, no, I shot at Rocky, but it was quick. So, like, he killed the dog on accident. The fuck? Okay. The dog was hanging out back there. After that happened. in the back making drain sounds. Yeah, I mean, well, clearly Matilda's here because she immediately shows up. Mm-hmm. She kills all the cops, <laughs> except Matt. <laughs> Kyle's in his little cage screaming, like, she's making you shoot the lights! Quit being stupid! And they're yeah. all stupid. All the cops are stupid. Um, She almost gets Matt. She eats Matt's dad and almost gets Matt, but Kyle, this whole time, is trying to, like, get out of his jail cell. He gets, he manages to get the keys, gets out of the jail cell, Saves Matt. Mm-hmm. We cut to Cat and Michael at the hospital. Michael is trying to get her under the bed, and she's like, "No, you come here." And he's like, "No, you come over here." Yeah, and she's trying to pull him out, and that's when he goes, "Caitlin, no!" <laughs> <laughs> but she hears something in the room, and she's like, "Fuck it," and gets under the bed with Michael, yes. <laughs> and he's got the flashlight that Kyle's given him. You hear something going like moving around, and Caitlin like sort of sees her and goes, "What the fuck is that?" or whatever. And then Matilda flips the bed they're hiding under, and they're running and trying to get away from her, and running and hiding. And then they find like an elevator mm-hmm. um, door, and they're trying to get there. Still working, even though there's no power. The, well, well, the whole thing is like the hospital is losing power. How? I mean, I don't know how any of that works. So. Slowly draining. I'm not an electrician. Well, yeah, every generator and lantern and shit in this entire town lasts about 15 minutes. Because mm-hmm. the movie's only 15 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So they're, like, trying to get in the elevator, and she's floating. Matilda's floating over there, like, sup, bitches, I'm gonna eat you. And then, like, we have our hero music. Kyle's there. He, like, opens the door and, like, pulls him into the elevator. She fucking throws a flare at, her, at Matilda's face. Mm-hmm. They get in the elevator. They close it. Matilda's, like, in the elevator shaft trying to fucking kill them or whatever. The elevator is slowly losing power, so it, like, stops in between floors, and they get the door open, and the doctor and there's two nurses are there, and they, like, are gonna help them get out of the, the elevator. Hospital. The elevator. The elevator. Ooh, oh, yeah. my mm-hmm. mic. Trying to help them get out of the elevator. They see Matilda in the process. Matilda's trying to, like, get the elevator to crash or whatever. They all get out, but they lose the bag of light. Kyle's just with a bunch of idiots. I mean, he also lost the bag, I guess. But they don't have any flashlights anymore. Mm-hmm. They have this whole conversation about how they're only going to have power in the hospital for a couple more minutes. So it's a whole running clock thing. Through a series of misfortunes, we lose both of the nurses. Okay. Okay. But hold on. Because the way <laughs> we lose them. <laughs> they, they're in a stairwell and like... On the landings, there is light, but over the stairs, there is not light. And again, no rules. The darkness no. is lava. And <laughs> Kyle's just like, we have to jump. And the doctor, the doctor is like, what? He's like, we have to jump. And they're like, all right. He's like, we have to do it all at the same time. All right. And then it's just a numbers game. And three of them jump through the darkness. And one of them just gets like grabbed grabbed like just snatched out of the air and just yanked into the darkness and and slashed up and murdered by matilda and it's and then they have to do it again it's the yeah. worst frogger so yeah you think the, the doctor's gonna get fucking killed but like kyle gets like knocked 
out of there or whatever. There's a whole scene. Matilda's going to come get them. The doctor's literally is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. And like goes to run away. And Caitlin's like, I have to save my boyfriend. So like she crawls up the stairs or whatever. They're about to get killed. And then Matt comes busting through the fucking wall of the hospital with his jeep and scares Matilda away. I wrote, oh, also Kyle and Kat are in love, I guess. I don't know why I wrote that, but I did. Yeah, I mean... Also, has anybody told her that Larry's dead? Does she not? She doesn't care about Larry. She quit caring about Larry the minute she found that phone number. Matt drives is driving the car to the lighthouse, and the doctor's in the back seat with him. He's like, well, why don't we just stay in the car? Like, it's safe or whatever. The minute he says that, Matilda fucking snatches him out of the Jeep. We're safe here. No, you're not. No. Because there's no rules. No. And then... The f- one big flashlight they have breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to the lighthouse. They got to start the big light. <laughs> but they go to p- they put gas in line, but there's a leak in the line. So Matt and Kyle go to fix it. Matt gets got because he leans too far. He's holding the light source, but leans too far away from the light source. So he gets fucking. He- I don't know. No rules. I-, I don't know. So Matt gets got. A kerosene lamp busts when Kyle falls because he gets also gets knocked down when all this happens. He gets some on his shirt sleeve, and I wrote foreshadowing. And then I wrote, what are the rules again, in all caps. <laughs> Matilda attacks Kat and Michael. They're at the top of the lighthouse, and um, Michael has, like, a little glow stick. A little glow stick's enough. But Why didn't uh, we tie a little glow stick to everybody's neck? I just don't know what's enough. enough light and what's not enough light. Matt because would have been fine. Is, is a, like the light of the moon too much light for Matilda? Because that's the equivalent of that fucking glow stick. Yeah. It's also anyway. I mean, it's just reflected sunlight. What are the rules? Yeah. What are the rules? What are the rules? Anyway, she attacks Kat and Michael. They jump down to where Kyle is. Well, Michael does. Matilda grabs Kat and Kyle throws a lantern at her and like hits her in the face. Hits Matilda in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, she drops Cat. Cat falls. Cat is hurt. They're all like at the bottom of the lighthouse at this point. We got to get to the on switch for the big light. He's Kyle's dragging Cat. She's like flopping around like a dead fish. He just drops her in a bunch of broken glass, and she's got like a tank top on. <laughs> and she's like, ah! They're like, Michael, get you got to crawl through the bars and turn the switch on or whatever. Uh-huh. And the, it, it's creeping. She's mm-hmm. right there waiting. She like goes to reach out and goes, ah, the light. Mm-hmm. Michael hits the thing. The light, the big light turns on. Matilda like flies in the air and is like screaming and there's like poop puffs, puffs away. And, like mm-hmm. a little poof. And Kyle's like, oh, cool. Sweet. We're safe. We got this. Come on, guys. And he's like, he goes up to the top and he's like, let's go or whatever. Surprise. Matilda's there, even though the big light's on. What are the rules? So she grabs Kyle and she's like choking him. In the lighthouse with the big light. Mm-hmm. I know the big light's moving, but I guess it doesn't matter. She's just she, mad at this point. She's yeah. just angry. She's going to get him. He Kyle, like, kicks the light, and there's an explosion. There's sparks, flames, all kinds of shit's going on. None of that is bothering Matilda. <laughs> Kyle knocks the mask off Matilda. Ah, she's hideous and scary. So many teeth, oh no. like, fly out of her mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's extra vulnerable to the light at this point. She screams in pain. She's trying to gouge Kyle's eye out. She's Mm -hmm. fucking mad. He lights his sleeve on fire from something, some kind of flame source. 
yells, I see you, bitch, and then punches her in the face. With a flaming fist. <laughs> the flaming fist. She's on fire. She drops Kyle and just, like, explodes. Mm-hmm. So she's really dead now. She's 100% dead now. We leave our trio cuddling at the top of the lighthouse. They've defeated Matilda, and now they're free to realize that they don't like each other that much. Yeah. In about six months' time, when <laughs> Kyle goes, you people, I still don't like any of you people. Yeah. I'm antisocial, and I've had trauma. Mm-hmm. Get away from me. Also, there's no way I'm not going to prison. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> right? There's, like, like all of those cops are dead. Larry's dead. Ray is dead. Everybody in the hospital is dead. I'm the only one with a with a record here for deaths like this. I come back to town. Everybody gets murdered. I'm going to prison. We have to leave <laughs> like, town now. Yeah, like the one the one cop that could have been like, no, I saw what happened. He dead too. Yeah, Matt's also dead. I never thought so, about. I never thought about that. Yeah, Kyle's going back to prison. Anyway, yeah. well, there's an ending scene where the little kid loses his tooth. He's like, oh fuck, Matilda's back. No, it's just his mom. Mm-hmm. She just slips a quarter under his pillow and takes his tooth. That's it's the just end. Your, your caretaker lying to you, uh, to your face, when you're a vulnerable child to lie about tooth. Man, fairy. give me money. Put some whimsy <laughs> to my life because the world will suck all the whimsy <laughs> out of life. Okay. Um, we end with uh another song that I loved, "Gunboat" by Vixtrola. They play that whole fucking song with like background. It's a little music video. Because they got to stretch that fucking credits mm-hmm. out because they need 11 this minutes of it. This is 12.5 font, baby. That's all this is. Come yeah. on, let's go. Anyway, that was Darkness Falls. It's not a good movie, but I love it. It was very entertaining. I think maybe that's the secret sauce. Less than an hour and a half as a bad early 2000s horror movie, and now I think you are good. Yeah. Short and entertaining. So I, I did have a note in here. Um, there's, a, there's a point in which... We have lots of exposition. I don't know if it was this was meant to be the beginning. I think it was part of the beginning. I would like an expo dump at the start of everything new. A new job. <laughs> I want an expo dump. The Lord what's, dump. What's the deets? Who's got tea? New job. Need it. Should be in my HR packet. If I get a new pet, want it. The pet needs to tell me. Even better. Expo dumps should be part of everything that we do. I need to know. I feel like that would help my brain a little bit. All right, this is the deal. Yeah. Da, 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 da. These are the rules. But what are the rules? <laughs> no rules. I want to learn the general backstory of everything all at once. I want to be on the same footing. Let's go. Yeah, I never I never really realized how bad the rules were in that movie until I watched it again as an adult. I watched it like three times in a row. Don't do that. Don't I mean, it's literally do that. just... That's like one season of a show at this point, right? Like it's it I know, three hours and I was 45 like, minutes. I was like, what is the math here on light? I don't fucking get it. <laughs> do, do lumens count? If, it, if it's like... I just... I don't get it. Like, in theory, my legs are under my desk and it's dark under my desk. Does that mean she can get me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are the rules? Yeah, I mean, uh, Michael fell asleep for like three seconds with his arm kind of in the darkness and she scratched it. So like, right. Why was she just waiting for him to fucking fall asleep? Just snatch him up. Yeah. If it's that easy. Just grab the arm. Grab it. Take it. Bite it. Yeah. And it only kind of burns her. Like you can bear the pain for like three seconds to eat a child. Come on, Matilda. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to do something a little bit different here because we're going to talk about... 
just shit that person like my personal fears and things mm-hmm. like that which i don't know if you guys have noticed if you listen to the podcast for any amount of time i'm afraid of the dark <laughs> if you got this far in this episode and didn't pick that up i would be concerned yep as I have said on many episodes, I'm in my mid-30s and I still sleep with a nightlight. And I will go to the grave with a nightlight. Put it in my coffin. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in a coffin. Burn a nightlight with me, I guess. <laughs> I actually have a very specific lighting configuration slash situation in my house for when I go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, I have to have the light above the stove on. I have mm-hmm. to. Be, I have to be able to see, like, what's going on. Um, bathroom light's gotta be on. I have my duck light if I really need my duck light or like TV. Losing power is not a fun time for me. Yeah. Don't like it. I can't be, a, I have to have more light if I'm alone. Like if Russo's home late or something, I have to have an extra light on when he gets mm-hmm. home. It can be darker. I could probably be talked into sleeping in, in the pitch black if Russo was there and he was touching me the whole time. But, pro- uh, but I don't know how good I would sleep. Anyway. I never outgrew that childhood fright, and I will probably go to my grave. That's what I wrote. Clutching mm-hmm. my dunk lamp. That's what I wrote. I love my duck lamp. I'm glad my best friend. <laughs> I, we lost power for like two days, and that motherfucker stayed powered on the whole time. I was like, good on you, duck lamp. And it's, for anybody who doesn't know what the duck lamp is, it's like a portable... <laughs> squishy. It squishy? It's squishy. Squish squishy him. light, and he's a duck. I love him. Perfect. It's amazing. Um, yeah, so I've been watching horror movies since I could focus my eyes, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that led to something being crossed in my little tiny brain. Honestly, all those hours watching a young co-ed or child being stalked by somebody in the shadows could not have helped me helped with my confidence in the dark. I used to have pretty gnarly night terrors as well. I would hop mm-hmm. up out of bed and scream and run and tell my mom something was after me pretty regularly. That's not a fun thing for anybody to deal with. Um, that did not stop her almost weekly horror movie nights, though. I remember crying, like, sobbing, watching a child's play movie. Mm-hmm. And my mom is, was just, like, cackling. Just thought it was the funniest shit ever. I was crying. I was like, this is the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. And my mom was just, ha, 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 ha. She's like, afraid. <laughs> oh, my God. She was, like, quit being a baby. Was, she's like, it's Chucky. Because it was, like, Child's Play, like, three or something. It wasn't, like, I was just, yeah. I want to just take a quick moment to say being afraid is okay. Uh, yes, it <laughs> being is. Being laughed at while you're afraid is marginally okay. Maybe she not just okay. thought it was funny because I was being, I was like sobbing. Like <laughs> it was crazy. I was acting insane. <laughs> but I watched the whole movie and it was fine. Anyway, the last night terror that I had was right when me and my husband <laughs> started dating when mm-hmm. I was in my late 20s. That is, if you don't count last year when I woke up out of a dead sleep and scanned the house for the monster I thought was coming after Russo. <laughs> I don't because I wasn't scared. I was going to fight the devil himself. I was real mad. But um, the last night terror I had was because there was something hanging on the door in my room. Mm-hmm. And it scared the shit out of me some for some reason. But I haven't really had them since I've been living with Russo. So thanks, babe. Night terrors Aww. suck, and they're mm-hmm. really scary. Because, like, you can, like, remember it. It's like, I thought I was getting chased by the bat the bat with the peg leg from the Great Mouse Detective. I thought something was going to get me. Like, my mom had to, like, wrap me up, like, in her arms and shit one night because I was, like, hysterical. And she couldn't wake me up. 
Mm. I tried to strangle Megan in my sleep. Like she wasn't on the bed. We had we shared a room and mm-hmm. she was on the computer because it was the fucking early 2000s. And I was sleeping and I woke. Well, I didn't wake up. I got up out of my bed and went and took my pillow and put it over her pillow. <laughs> like I was smothering her in her sleep. And she just watched me do that casually. And then I went back to lay down. So I was terrifying to live with. What would have been hurt? worse for her? Do you like, I really, I need to know. She's probably listening. I need to know. Would it have been worse to wake up while being smothered? Or was it more viscerally terrifying to watch (laughs) (laughs) you walk across the room with a pillow to be, to murder? (laughs) I don't know why. Um, Yeah. I need to know which is worse. Anyways, I used to have a recurring nightmare when I was a kid. Well, it was like we were driving up the street I grew up on. It was a nighttime. Mm-hmm. I was in the backseat of the car and ghosts kept pushing themselves up against the glass trying to get in the car. I had that dream like probably once a month for like three or four years when I was a kid. So consistent. My, yeah, my brain was a bad place. Maybe the ghosts are trying to get me. I don't know. And you're just like, no. Shutting that energy down. You stay outside of the car. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah. D- story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> story of my life. Absolutely not. Yeah. But now that I feel safe, my little lizard part of my brain doesn't feel like I need to have night terrors anymore, which is fucking great. Yeah. That's nice. But to this day, I still need just enough light to be able to see my surroundings. And even then, sometimes I will pop up out of bed and look around just to make sure there's nothing in the corner. I don't know what I'm going to fucking do if I see anything in the corner. I did think I saw a ghost one time and was out in the yard before I realized it was a Mylar balloon. So that's a decent survival instincts, though. Like, you're mm-hmm. not in the horror movie going, what is that? Is that a ghost? No. Nope. Hello, are you a ghost? You're like, fuck this, I'm up. I didn't investigate it. I was the only one home. Something moved. I was like, fuck it, and was gone. I did do a white people and come back in the house. <laughs> but it was a balloon. But, yeah, why are so many kids and some adults so afraid of the dark? Nyctophobia, from the Greek word for night, nyctos, and phobos, Mm -hmm. which is fear, is thought to be a remnant from our ancestors from a long, long, long time ago when we were still living in caves, huddled around a fire at night, and um, it is referred to as a prepared fear. Hmm. A prepared fear is something that humans are more predisposed to have, things that our ancestors would have had to worry about, like heights, snakes, spiders, and, of course, the dark. Because, you know, a spider would get you and you'd die because there's no medicine. Snakes, poisonous, don't want to fall from a height. Mm-hmm. So there's like our little brain's still like, ah, don't do that. I'm also terrified fears? of heights. Is that what that is? A prepared fear, yeah. Prepared fear. Yeah, I'm with you with the heights thing. Mm-mm. 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 Hate that shit. I get so mad. Like, nobody goes to malls anymore, but when you went to malls <laughs> and they were um, on the, the second story. Yeah. Dude, my sister, my Megan. Would walk to the right over to the like the edge of the thing, the railing, and I would just mm-hmm. fucking lose it. Like, stop it, get away from there. And she's like, It's funny, and that's not funny. Mm-hmm. Ball. No, I never ever would do that. I can't anyway. Do two, two step step ladder vibrating, shaking, cannot do it, can't do heights. And so, I can't. Just, no, he like we went on a hike once. And there was a ledge and there was a safety railing and he wasn't going past the safety railing, but it's the same thing. I know it's a height. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to fall. This is going to hurt. I don't want to do this. I am 
40 yards back going, stop, come back. Don't do that. Like, mm. Mm-mm. absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. No. Sure. We're top of the food chain now, but that is due <laughs> to the use of our technology. Our eyesight is absolute shit in the dark. We don't have claws. We have tiny little teeth and we don't even have thick fur or shell or anything to protect us. I don't know how we did it. We're just squishy. We are so squishy. We just had sticks and rocks and fire and many of the predators that wanted to have a little midnight person snack were active at (laughs) night. Truly inconvenient for us. We had to be extra alert at night. And if you had one guy in the group who didn't have a healthy fear, perhaps he would get chomped. The more cautious of us survived and that built-in self-preservation instinct at night was passed down through generations. Then we discovered agriculture and electricity and built these huge cities out of concrete. We developed guns and home security systems and gradually the fear of the dark became less and less handy and we started to feel more and more safe, but the fear never really went away. It's estimated that between 45% and 70% of kids have a fear of the dark at some point. They are left alone to go to sleep, and they hear about the boogeyman or whatever monster um, story had been told to them, so they behave a little better for their parents. Mm-hmm. Be- I hate that shit. Be good or fucking so-and-so's Matilda gonna get each- you. Yeah, like, dude, why are you scaring me like that? Fuck. <laughs> Just tell me no. I'll listen. Just be like, Jeez. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Their brains get going in the dark, and they scare themselves, usually asking mom or dad to come in and reassure them that there is indeed nothing in their closet or under their bed. Most people outgrow this fear um, of the dark by adolescence, but not everybody does. About 11% of adults in the U.S. say they are afraid of the dark, including me. It is also thought that the fear of the dark is associated with the fear of the unknown, not Mm -hmm. knowing what could be around you, feeling vulnerable, with your most prominent sense being useless. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit of a control freak, so that tracks. Um, someone or something could just be a couple feet in front of you. As long as they were quiet enough, you would not notice them until it was too late. Mm-hmm. Most people. Did we also talk about you being? Are you comfortable in deep water? Absolutely not. I was gonna say. I thought we also no, talked no, no. about like not not gonna happen for deep dark water either. So like, I'm a prey animal. I'm always like. <laughs> you know what i mean if i could have my eyes on the side of my fucking head that'd be really handy (laughs) uh i was just i was trying to remember and i was fairly certain that the deep dark water wasn't a pro either oh if i can't see it coming i don't want anything to do with it i think that's why i'm so weird about like the spirits and stuff i'm Mm -hmm. like what the fuck you don't want to share a dimension with them them be there with you and you can't see them no God damn it. Well, there's that one movie, Shudder, uh-huh. where the whole point, the guy has a backache the whole fucking movie, and it's because the ghost is sitting on his shoulders the whole time. Mm-hmm. That is the fuck is terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. That's the worst shit ever. Something's just always right behind you, just hanging out, and you don't know. No, mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. Yeah, why you why got a shoulder ache? Why is your head hurt? What's, oh why my is, God. Mm-hmm. It's because of weird, sharp tiny- hands in your body. Little tiny Japanese woman's on your shoulders because you were a dick. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Most people eventually realize they're safe in the dark, especially at home, ever after existing at night and in dark spaces and having nothing happen to them. Some think that people who never get over their childhood fear avoided this kind of desensitization. Yup. <laughs> and never had the opportunity to learn that they were safe in the dark. 
this definitely tracks for me. My anxiety makes it so I love to avoid shit. <laughs> and my mm-hmm. parents weren't the kind of parents to force me to sit in, a, uh, sit in a dark room or sleep without a nightlight or TV on, especially if, like how upset I would get. Mm-hmm. They're like, dude, it's fine. They yep. never forced me to really do anything I didn't like, like sports, activities, whatever. They were like, that it's not for you. Cool. But it did, didn't help me like with like shit I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. I got a strong avoidance tendency for a lot of shit, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I always hated when I saw that in movies as a kid. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad they never forced me to do things that would, like, upset me like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wasn't, like, a normal kind of upset kid. I was, like, a like a little demon upset kid. Like, they probably were like, it's better this it's way. It's so much easier just to let you have your way. <laughs> She's fucking losing her mind. Just let her have a nightlight. It's okay. I also can't see for shit. Mm-hmm. Like my prescriptions, like negative seven or something. I'm blind as a bat. I can't see. It's dark. Just let me have a light. <laughs> it's true. I still can't be in a pitch black room, room alone without probably having a panic attack. But I do like to go out at night, and I love horror movies, and I feel comfortable as long as there is some light. I don't need like a spotlight or anything. I'm sure there are some people that like just can't handle the dark at all. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can like handle. A little bit. Just a taste of it. Of the darkness. Matilda reaching into the light for a second to snatch a kid, but in reverse. Yeah. (laughs) I can be, I can do spooky shit for a second. I'll just have a, (laughs) as a treat. Over there. There you go. As a treat. (laughs) A little little bit of terror as a treat. Um, However, for some people it can be crippling. And if it is really affecting your everyday life in a negative way, some kind of treatment would be beneficial probably. Mm -hmm. Um, treatment can range from exposure therapy. That sounds fucking terrible. It's Uh, not like, and I I don't know that you think this, but like just as a small PSA, like exposure therapy is not supposed to be like what we saw on like reality TV or like those pseudo doctor TV shows where they're like, she's afraid of a cucumber. Let's chase her around with a cucumber. You're supposed to like, challenge the thought like it's all supposed to be thought at first Hmm. and then maybe you write about it and then maybe you look at a photo about it and then maybe after a very 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 long time in a very controlled setting that it feels very safe maybe then you're put in the room with the thing that is triggering for you like it is it is not like Oh, you're you hate clowns? Well, let's go to the circus. Uh, Fuck no, absolutely not. Like that's not how you desensitize. You like slowly think thoughts first and then tiny exposures and then actions always in a safe space so oh, okay so exposure therapy is probably not that bad yeah it's, it's if what it's done correctly about. yeah so like what you know kids growing out of the, their fear of the dark is like natural exposure therapy right like you're not having to work with a professional to slowly teach yourself that you're safe oh good okay so and then there's cognitive behavioral be- behavioral therapy, hi- mm-hmm. hypnotherapy, or even doing mindfulness exercises like yoga or meditation mm-hmm. to try to get your anxiety in the situation under control. But you never know. There could always be the hat man or a sleep mm-hmm. paralysis demon just chilling in the darkest corner of your home, mm-hmm. just waiting for you to let your guard down. So really, who even knows? <laughs> Encouraging. You never, I like you it. never know. And then I think I'm hoping on Instagram. Can we put that painting on our instagram yeah i can we'll make sure that that's if posted kinda, in the the photos for this episode okay the, and then you guys will see my personal scariest fucking painting in the world i don't know if you guys have seen it it's the one where there's a dog and he's just staring at like a door that's open at mm-hmm. like and you can't see what's beyond the door 
but there's something there because the dog is like alerted to it and i think it's the scariest shit ever yeah my favorite part about that with the dog being alert is um his tail's tucked he's, he's not alert let me bite it he's uh he's scared <laughs> or we're yeah. like whoa unsure what are we doing Always listen to your animals. They'll know if there's an earthquake, anything like too mm-hmm. crazy. So pay attention to the animals, kids. Anyway, I know that wasn't really like a. It's a true story. It's yeah, true. It's just like what? Yeah, it's like where I decided to kind of like discuss like what my fear, like my big fear is. That's probably it. That mm-hmm. and like losing my mind. But I'm already mm-hmm. doing that. Um, <laughs> there was a story that I was going to include from um, Beyond F- Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, there was, like, a show in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It was about this kid who uh, kept telling his mom that there was something in his closet. And his mom was like, okay, like, whatever, you know, little kid stuff or whatever. His brother, like, was going to lock him in the closet. And he was like, well, if you're so sure there's nothing in the closet, why don't you go in it? And his brother went in the closet and, like, disappeared. And the cops came and couldn't <gasps> find him or anything like that. It was based off a true story. But... They, like, did the spot on the show and everything, but they found out, like, right after that the kid had somehow climbed out of the closet through a panel that he had, like, pushed down and the cops didn't find it or whatever and had run away to a friend's house for, like, two weeks. So they ended up finding the kid. He did, like, a Houdini, like, escape or whatever, but, like, at some point in time, they, like, really thought this kid had disappeared into his closet. Can you imagine being so... I mean, you were a sibling... Can you imagine being so committed to a bit that you're going to fuck with your sibling that you just disappear for a couple weeks to sell it? I like his mom and everybody thought he just had disappeared. I would. Oh, my God. I would make my kid disappear after that. (laughs) I would. Oh, my God. I'd be so mad. (laughs) Megan would do that. Megan would be like, ha, 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 ha. She'd feel bad. Some real committed. And like my my sister is queen of pranks. So if this was possible, they would have definitely done something like this. Yeah. Yeah. New prank for. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would lose my mind if I was like, they really disappeared. They were gone. Yeah. I was going to include that. Well, I guess I did. But yeah, Mm -hmm. they thought it was a real thing. But the kid was just Houdini. Like a hoax. Gotcha. Yeah. Little fucker. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, anyway, get at us with some of your fears and stuff. And Mm -hmm. maybe we all talk about that. Yes, definitely. Uh, Would you like to know what we are going to watch for next week? Absolutely. So we kind of said at the top here, we talked about maybe bringing our own fears into the show for Halloween, scary season, yada, yada. Um, And it's not so much a fear, like fear-based, something that I'm afraid of because I am too much of a chicken to do the one that I was going to do. Maybe I'll do it (laughs) later, but literally, like, I don't, I don't think I could have done it without, right now is not the time. Um, We'll do that one later. But this one that we're going to do is like one of the top things that scare me about like paranormal world and i'm like already nervous to continue doing research probably going to put myself in a different physical location so i don't bring that into my house that's probably Um, good yeah yeah we're making plans to do that so for next week the movie that i'm gonna pair with this that i am very afraid of is poltergeist um Mm. which itself has some spooky stuff going on and then we'll, I'll tell you why next week should I survive the research phase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, thank you for opening up and sharing some of your fear with us. It is that season. It is that that time of year. If uh, anybody listening wants to open up, let us know if you're afraid of the dark, if you're part of that 11%, or if you've got some off-the-wall fear post, let us know. Our community is real nice. It's, it's real nice to be here, guys. And so, yeah, let us know what you're afraid of. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd like to do that, you can go to Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. We're going to be Nothing Scarier Podcast. You can send us an email at nothingscarierpodcast at gmail.com. It, tomorrow, once this drops, will be a year talking with you guys, laughing with you guys, hopefully scaring you guys a little bit. I am so, so happy that this project has continued, and I'm looking forward to the next year. Me too. Thanks, guys. It's really nice to actually have like people who like us. <laughs> I like that. All right. Thanks so much. And we will see you next week. Bye.